0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Blue Collar Podcast Show as we struggled to get cameras started because we're fucking slackers. (laughs) Today is going to be a doozy, and let me repeat, a doozy of an episode, so how are you doing Albert?
1: I'm good. You ready?
0: Let's dive in. Before we actually talk about the subject, let's... Tease a little bit. It, we're we're on both opposite ends of the spectrum. You are currently are. I've been through this. You have these. I don't have these. So I pause real quick to let people try and guess it's not a sexually transmitted disease
1: it's not a pair of nuts (laughs) guess who has them whose doesn't
0: (laughs) well i mean we both do yours might just be (laughs) in some other spot
1: (laughs) no they're still tets. they're small but they're there okay
0: (laughs) well today's episode is going to be marriage and children
1: yep and everything in on and around that
0: yeah and like we've said before i'm divorced so i've been married and i have no kids
1: And I've been together for like 50 years with my wife.
0: (laughs) In dog years.
1: Yeah, pretty much. No, me and my wife have been married for, it's 2022, seven years? Seven years. I got married in 2015. She wrote it on my ring so I wouldn't forget. (laughs)
0: Well, you've been together for longer, because in high school, it's been over a decade.
1: Yeah, we've been on and off for most of our life. We actually dated in junior high for like two weeks, (laughs) little kid stuff. Then we dated for like a year at the beginning of high school, and then we dated again, pretty sure it was the summer before our senior year, up until now.
0: And then to present.
1: Yep, to now. Uh, with how many kids? Two. Two kids. Two little terrorists. I got one with a mohawk and one with a mullet.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they're cool little shitheads. No, uh, yeah, this was definitely going to be a good one just because, like you said, we we have two completely opposite, uh, I wouldn't say views, but perspectives on all of it. You know, I've been on study with my wife since twenty. 20- Two thousand nine, Yeah. So that is what? 10, 11 years?
0: Don't make me math right now. It's late. 13 years almost. Perfect. Yeah. You could have told me 27. I would have agreed.
1: Basically, it feels like that. I mean, it's a long time. It's a long time too when you consider like we were super serious when most of the world is still just playing around and having fun. You know, there was, there was no... Uh, like going to a party and it was just me you know everybody always knew Haley was going to be with me and you never seen us away from each other whether that was good or bad
0: yeah so you always got the pair not one of them
1: yeah i remember one time you invited me to poker night and i was about to leave my house and you're like dude it's dudes only i was like well then i'm not coming
0: <laughs> oh fuck yeah when i was renting in kingsburg mm-hmm yep I was like, well,
1: if Haley can't come, I'm not coming.
0: Guys were like, it's dudes only. I was like, all right, whatever. I'm
1: not coming. My wife will kill me.
0: Well, you know, things change, but sometimes they don't.
1: Yeah. Good or bad, it's all right. I think it's good. I don't regret any of it.
0: So if we're going to talk about marriage and things like that, what has it been like through all of the different types of work? working long hours, being away and things like that. Obviously now with the hotshot business, you are gone for a few weeks at a time and you get to miss things, but it's not nearly as bad as being gone for half a year.
1: No, it's not. And it honestly only works cause I'm doing it for us. You know, we have big goals in mind where we want to take our lives. We, uh, we have similar backgrounds on like the, Not the culture, but the – I don't know. I hope you guys can't hear my loud-ass heater, but it was freezing (laughs) in here. We had to turn it up. Um, We both were raised in the similar, uh, like, financial. You know, our parents weren't rich. There Mm -hmm. was lots of – like, neither of us had to starve growing up, but, you know, we didn't have all the cush cool toys and all the stuff like that.
0: You guys were there to see see your – parents like struggle and work hard
1: yeah we both had seen our parents you know count change to buy shit you know Mm -hmm. that that kind of life um so we both want you know as i said on another podcast uh and i actually seen an instagram video that was about it too was trying to make each generation's life better and that's we both have that same that view and that desire for our kids is we still want them to have great morals and work ethics and all that but I don't want my kids. I grew up seeing a lot of fighting about money. We don't want my kids to see that. Yeah. You know, we want them to see what it takes to get money and what to do with it. But we don't, you know, my parents would fight tooth and nail, and you know, throw plates at each other over that type of shit. Oh, goodness. I don't want none of that. And neither does she. So we both, you know, we both come from a similar childhood on the financial wise. So we both have the same goal in the future. So doing the over the road work, it's more acceptable because, because of that common goal. Okay. And the fact that it's our company, Yeah. you know, it's not, I'm not doing it to make someone else rich.
0: Yeah. You're not, you don't work for next level companies. You are next level companies.
1: Exactly. And, and uh, and, and
0: same. So she,
1: yeah, yeah. She's literally like half of it. (laughs) Um, No, so over the years, I mean, the other good thing is we've got to pretty much see all of it. When we first, so I haven't lived with my parents since I was about 16, Uh, so she got to see in high school the crazy party house, no rules.
0: Those were good times.
1: Good times, lots of fun. Then when uh, we graduated, I gave her an ultimatum, which was... We're moving over to my uncle's house and we're going to rent half of his house or I'm moving over there and renting half of his house. <laughs> I'm not doing long distance. I'm not, you know, trying to figure out how to go work and then drive 40 miles to come see you at your mom's house. And she was fine with it and moved in with us pretty much the day after we graduated. Okay. Um so like the first job I had was a it was a, I was was a machinist and it was just like that typical. Most of the time is a forty-hour work week. I didn't make a lot of money, but I didn't make no money. Yeah. So we we kind of lived that life for a while of like I didn't have extra money, but you know we had beer money on the weekend. Yeah, we had, had out, re- we had go out to dinner once or twice a week. Money.
0: You also had that routine set time frame of work to where you could you knew when each other would be home.
1: Yeah, and then she worked for a little while at the beginning too. She worked a couple of jobs. Um, so we, we had that life of where we both made money, but it wasn't enough money to actually move the needle. Yeah. We made that money. That was like, we can live, but not extravagant, but we're also not saving up anything. If we could save, it meant sacrificing somewhere else. So that was the first few years. And then I went into the oil field. That was a bit of a struggle for her. Because I made her quit her job. Um, I went into the oil field, and as most dumb kids, I was making a shitload of money. But I had also switched to working a permanent night shift for a while, or for almost a year. And about a month into it, at first I was working a rotating shift. So I was working, like, I'd work six days a day, I'd have two and a half days off, and I'd go back on nights. And then it'd flop again. Okay. (laughs) And... She was working a job that was a typical, uh, like eight to four or something. And when I went to nights, it was, uh, it was a struggle because I was working 12 to 16 to 18 hour days. So usually I was gone to work by the time she got home and I was just coming home as she had to get up to leave for work. Mm -hmm. So for, couple weeks there we saw each other
0: you waved each other hello goodbye
1: yeah, yeah like an hour a day at the absolute most sometimes not at all if, if i was working an 18 hour day i was gone before she left and or before she got home and i was still at work when she left again mm-hmm. so i wouldn't even see her at all so it got to the point where i didn't like that so i told her she either she had to quit <laughs> <laughs> and that was a fight because she did really like her job and she felt like she was progressing but i told her I told her quite rudely, "I make as much as you do by Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> it's not worth the strain on our relationship. Your paycheck isn't like bringing that much value. Okay, it's, it's costing us more than it's worth. Yeah. And so then she was a stay-at-home girlfriend for a long time. Um, I switched to another oil-filled job where it was even more hectic. I would be 20 hour days I'd come home to shave take an hour nap go back to work I was working days nights holidays the first year I worked there I had six days off the entire year oh wow but I was making stupid money which kind of made it worth it you know one of our fun memories is like one that year I was there making really good money you know I took two days off for her birthday we went to Blackhawk and blew like three grand and didn't really care Mm -hmm. I mean I cared because that's a lot of money but it was fun and I could afford it at yeah, the time. Yeah, being able to go
0: splurge like that.
1: Yeah, and it, it kind of makes up for all the times I didn't get to take time off from work. Um, so we got then we got to live the life of having more money than we needed. We bought whatever we wanted. We had no debt at the time. If we wanted it, we bought it. It was great. Um, then I kind of got the ultimatum she got, which was I started realizing... I was getting tired of the work and I had actually been asking for a demotion cause I was in charge of an, an entire trucking department and there was problems at work. There was problems with me being a dumb 21, 22 year old kid telling 50 guys who most of them are older than me what to do. So, and then it was putting a lot of problems at home too. So I'd been asking for a demotion, finally got it. And then I guess it depends on who, who you ask. I either quit or got fired in about a two minute span <laughs> over some petty stuff. We'll talk about maybe some other podcast, but yeah, we had that life and then I went back to a job that was more predictable, basically Monday through Friday, occasional Saturdays, but I was still, I was only working like eight to 10 hour days, but our yard, the like a year into it, they moved our yard up to Centennial, which was about an hour and a half drive each
0: way for me. Oh yeah, spending more time driving.
1: Yeah, I was spending, I was still coming home, you know, and eating dinner, hanging out for maybe an hour or two, going to bed at 10 o'clock at night, and then I was usually waking up at four or five in the morning to leave. Yeah. Did that for, actually quite a while, did that for almost three years, four years. But that, the money wasn't great, that wasn't, that kind of took a step back money wise because I just was making enough to pay the bills. But we've also always been really independent couple. You know, i I was, I bought my house when I was 23, I think. Yeah. I think I was still 23 when I bought the house, maybe 24. Um, so did that for a while. Then I went back to the oil field, went back to that life of having more money than I needed for a little over a year. And then we started the entrepreneur trail. So
0: just tired of working all those hours and just that constant strain.
1: No, I actually liked, I actually liked the pipeline job. It was just, they kind of tore our crew apart. And then I was bouncing around crews and I really only liked working for one supervisor, but I'd have to go work with all these
0: other ones. And you're just very inconsistent.
1: Yeah. I just, I got disgruntled. Um, we were really unhealthy at home, like physically wise. We were just junk eaters. I, That's when I was at my heaviest. Yeah. You know, we had a kid by then, and it just, I was presented with an opportunity I thought was going to be good, and that was to partner with another guy running a drilling company. And we decided, like, I had enough money at the time, and just why not try this opportunity? Mm -hmm. And then six months, and six months that fell apart, and then we decided to start the trucking company. And now we both probably wouldn't ever do do anything different i mean i've told her i I'd, I'd have to be hard pressed to go work for somebody else again yeah and and she she liked it because after so many years of just being a stay-at-home wife and then a stay-at-home mom she was telling me one time like she needed some purpose in life mm-hmm. like not that she was like depressed or anything like that she's just like
0: almost in, just like bored.
1: Yeah. She's like, I, I need something. Mm. You know, I have this kid that sleeps half the time. <laughs> you know, my first kid lucky for us was a great, was a pretty good sleeper. And he was a really well-behaved baby. Um, But yeah, she just, she wanted something and which I understood is the same thing I wanted when I saw the opportunity to maybe go be a, a business owner. So the trucking company came with a lot of stresses. Don't get me wrong, but it, it came with those perks. It gave her, some of that purpose she wanted. I always yeah. joke with her now because now she's got two kids and a lot more than she bargained for helping run in the business is like, Hey, how do you like all that purpose now? <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's our work career throughout our marriage. Um, so it, it's good just cause like I was saying, we, we've kind of experienced it all the not enough money, the too much money. Yeah. The, you
0: guys are also very good with communicating and working through your issues. I'm I'm assuming
1: for the, for the most part, we've definitely had our problems, you know, none, none, very major. Honestly, our biggest problems are always pretty petty to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) You know, some of our, I mean, our biggest fights were when I was just a younger bullheaded kid who was like, that guy at Walmart was looking at your ass. I'm gonna go knock him the fuck out. Like (laughs) just dumb shit like that, you know, and my wife's always been kind of a tomboy. She didn't have m- many female friends. So she always like, she got along real well with the guys at her job. When oh, she she'll was, fuck
0: you up real quick yeah. if you piss her off. Yeah.
1: <laughs> She's quite the shit talker too. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but, uh,
1: yeah. So she, she, like, she was always shooting the shit with the mechanics and shit. And I'd be like why is that guy looking at, you know, just being a stubborn, jealous little kid. Um, but those are honestly our biggest problems. Cause like I said, we always had the same goals, same ideas. We had the same views on uh, marriages and stuff. Our Our parents are both divorced. Yeah. You know, we both didn't want to do that. We both held marriage at a very high value to us. We both definitely meant it. It wasn't like a, we should do it just because we've been together for a while. And Honestly, I should have done it years before I did. I was just, I don't know, having too much
0: fun. Young and stubborn.
1: Yeah. It wasn't that I didn't want to marry I mean, I knew for a long, long time, but- it's just kind of like
0: a, it just kind of reaches like a maturity point and you know, like, you know, you want to, it's just like, when is the right time? Like, when am I really ready for something like this? Yeah. But it's also weird because it's weird how marriage gets held up because nothing should really change from it. No, but, for a lot of people, it does.
1: See, and and that would be, I'd say, one of the things. Marriage didn't change our life at all. Yep. Just put a ring on each of our fingers.
0: Yeah, that was it. You you do the exact same thing.
1: Yep. And that was uh, so yeah, I guess a lot of our our marriage success is just due to we've always had the same long term goals. Yeah. Most of the time, we honestly got the same short term goals as well. You know, we haven't had those issues where we wanted opposite things. Okay. So,
0: but like, even, even if something like that were to ever arise, you guys have been through the process so long you can lay out the pros and cons and talk, you know, talk about it without bringing it to a, a bad elevation.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, the, the thing is, I would agree with you, except I haven't ever had that problem. Like, oh. we, we've never, like, the furthest thing we disagree on is, like, wh- what do you want for dinner?
0: <laughs> like, that, man that that's a hard marriage you got there <laughs> <laughs> yeah I
1: mean we we have disagreements on you know like businessy stuff but that's usually just how I communicate and how she communicates we okay. say, say the wrong words or we're dealing with the problems of you know like we talked about in other podcasts like relaying emotion through a text message is impossible yep. or me needing to talk while she's dealing with screaming kids at the same time and, okay but nothing we've never had a major difference like where do you want to live? Like I want to live in Florida and I want to live in Montana. Like we've never had a big, huge difference like that. You know, the, I I can't even think of one to be honest.
0: Okay. Well, I mean that, I mean that's good. Yeah. Not everybody gets to experience stuff like that. I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm jealous because I'm not, I'm happy, but (laughs) yeah, it it, people, not everybody gets to, Oh no, I know
1: plenty. A few of our friends I've watched them and their spouses have huge, like, differences oh yeah we we have friends right now who are just I don't think a married couple could be more far apart and Mm -hmm. you just got to wonder how they're going to work through it and sometimes I feel like I could help but then I'm like how can I help because I've never had that problem yeah you know we uh we're like we're the same you know as as cliche as it sounds she she is my best friend like I can hang out with her and no one else and it doesn't bug me yeah we always want to do the same things. She wants to shoot guns. I want to shoot guns. She wants a diesel truck. I want a diesel truck. We've (laughs) we've never had these big differences that caused problems. So that's really made our marriage good on that aspect.
0: Yeah. There was a gentleman I met in West Virginia last year, right when all of my things were just going downhill really quick. And I kept all of it to myself just because I don't know if it was a pride thing or I just didn't want to know. I didn't want people to know. And I didn't want to be bombarded with people asking me like, are you okay? I'm here to talk or, you know, things like that. But he was divorced and married for a second time, you know, and he told me that his first wife, you know, I don't know why we were together. All we did was argue. Nothing was ever really good. He's, and then he said, but my second wife now, she's my best friend. She's my buddy. I couldn't, you know, I can't imagine what it would be like without her. Like we're fucking best friends. So, I guess you just have to go through not everyone gets the um fuck I lost the word. Not everybody gets the the winner the first try, I guess.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. No, definitely not. That's uh I'd say that's where I got lucky. I found it early and I knew I found it. So, I was very persistent. Yeah. I mean, before we were dating, she's dating another dude and I was like, "You need to break up with that guy." <laughs> I was very persistent. I did all the young kid stuff. I threatened to go beat him up. I Tried to steal his girl. I did all the mean things that I would probably kill a guy if he did to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there there was even a time where she wasn't dating anyone. She's like, I don't want a boyfriend. And I think we were dating the next week.
0: <laughs> You're like, no, we're going to date and it's going to happen next Tuesday. <laughs> it,
1: uh, it probably was a Tuesday, to be honest.
0: <laughs> I
1: think it was because I think I... uh Sweet talked her up on a weekend. She had to wait for school to break up with the boyfriend on a Monday. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! <laughs> yeah, he's out there somewhere. But I, <laughs> I just I win. <laughs> no, uh, that's that's a good thing. I tell people like, if you can't just hang out and have fun with that person, there's going to be more problems. Yeah, and if you're always like you were saying with that guy, if you're always just fighting. Like you have to figure out why and you have to figure out real quick. Mm -hmm. And I tell people, a lot of people don't like to hear it. I tell people all the time, there's a rip. Sometimes you got to rip that cord and you got to do it. Yeah. And that's, uh, cause I seen it, you know, like with, with my parents, I feel they probably held on a little longer than they should have. I feel like they did the, uh, staying together for the kids type of thing. And it kind of did more damage than harm. Yeah. I think they would have had a healthier relationship if they would have, came to their realization sooner in life and figured out how to be, you know, co-parent or cultural or friends or something.
0: Instead of fighting to make something work, just they both knew how to make it work and didn't want to do it? I don't think they knew how to make
1: it work because I don't think it would ever work because my parents wanted different things.
0: Well, such as just, you know, kind of cutting cutting the cord sooner.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think they could have made it work if they would have done that because they would have had a lot more time to talk it out.
0: Yeah, not less, a lot less resentment.
1: Yeah, because they had that, that problem we were just talking about. They wanted two very different things. You know, my dad wanted to live in a different area of the country where my mom had no desire to live. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't see eye to eye on each other's decisions until okay. it was probably too late. And then they did separate, and maybe one day they'll work through it. I mean, they're not too, too – uh, There's not too much animosity between them, but there's not a lot of love either, so. Okay. And uh, that kind of sucks. I mean, I've seen a couple other people get divorced, and they're still friends. You know, my wife's parents are divorced now, but they still come over together and have lunch with our kids, because they still bond over their grandkids. Yeah. They have a healthy post-marriage relationship, (laughs) I guess, you know. There was definitely a rocky area for a little
0: while, but. Yeah, there's definitely going to be that ground where I don't want to fucking talk to you. Oh yeah, leave me alone, get out of my airspace.
1: Yeah, they definitely have that that animosity period, but you know, now now I'd say I would say they're probably friends. You know, he he'll still help her out if she needs, you know, work on a car or I think uh, she had went and bought a new car and asked him to sell her old one for her because she didn't want to deal with it, and he helped her out with all that stuff. Okay, so they're I would say they're friends now. I mean, when I see them around each other they do pretty good. Like I don't see them arguing or you don't really see any resentment, so. Oh, good deal. That's what a lot of people maybe need to pull the ripcord sooner for.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I can dive into mine a little bit if you're ready for it.
1: I definitely think you should. (laughs) Everybody's heard plenty about my uh, supposed success story. I mean, I guess they need to hear the other side of that spectrum and what what they can learn from that.
0: Yeah. I do want to highlight and give thanks because I know I know I know I've sent you a text before when I was going through all the bullshit. You were definitely one of the ones that reached out and just checked in. So if people are or know people that are going through some shit like that, or any sort of divorce or anything like like anything else like that, just check in on them. You never know.
1: Yeah, but, that's that's actually because I I remember I think I was in Idaho when I texted you the first time. And it was like one of those things I remember talking to Haley because she was like, I don't think they're doing good. And I was like, you don't think, you know, because your, uh, your ex-wife would kind of post some things on Facebook and then you would post something and you'd be like, what's going on there? Like they Mm they, they seem like they're fighting and, or they seem like they're on two different pages of a book. And I told her, I was like, yeah, I don't think it's going too good. I think they're having some problems. And she was like, well, have you reached out? And I was like, well, you don't want to like bug people. Like I've thought about it, but how do you, from my perspective, it was like, how do you tread carefully without treading carefully? Cause yeah. it's like you, like I know something needs to be said.
0: Yeah. Well, for one, if you're going to put something out there on Facebook, obviously there's some attention that's wanted. Yeah. So, and just recognizing that that people might be going through something would, is definitely like a step one. Mm-hmm. But, How how to actually like text someone and be like hey are you okay is one thing and then it's uh, then it's now that ball is now put in the person's court to where you either accept the fact that someone's reaching out or you say no i'm fine and just sit there and you're sulking your misery yeah because
1: i remember just sitting there and i'm like like how do you say something without implying anything yeah like because maybe i think it's worse than it is or maybe it's worse than I think it is, Mm -hmm. you know? So I was like in that position where I'm sitting there and I think I just text you, Hey, how you doing? You know, how's it been going? And then we kind of got to talking a little bit and then you kind of opened the can of worms on me and told me, filled me all in. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's, it's a shitty situation. And I know we texted back and forth quite a while about it. And that's like you said, um, definitely glad I did it. It it was, I, f- I felt bad because the problem is too is i was also looking at it as like i would probably be the same way like it's not something you just want to be like tell everyone about talk about because yeah. you're still figuring it out yourself and that's i would just say if you're if you're somebody who wants to check in on somebody just tread lightly but persistently like don't because i have another friend who's the opposite no i know he's having problems and you say hey man how you doing Everything's great. Yeah, come on, dude. That,
0: that's also an ego and pride thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need to learn how to let go of that shit, which I've learned over the the past year and a half or so.
1: Yeah. And that's the people got to get there. And then like, like I was saying though, if I, I would say if you have a friend that you want to check in on, just tread lightly, but persistently, you know, if they're really your friend, you know, when they're bullshitting you Yeah. and you know, when they're not and you need to be ready to listen and I mean, do your, do your part as a friend, because like I said, you don't want to just text someone and be like, Hey, go get a divorce. This shit looks like a shit show. <laughs> like, you don't want to be that persistent, but you like, like I said about my other buddy, you know, sometimes I text him and I know things are rough and he's like, Oh, it's, it's all good, man. And you're like, come on, dude. Yeah. You kind of got to interrogate him a little bit. And sometimes he clues you in on a little, sometimes he doesn't. And then I got another friend. And he's going through a rough spot, and he'll call me out of the blue. And next thing you know, we're in a two-hour conversation about some shit. And I think that's a, that is an important piece of a of a friendship and a marriage is out of the friend side of it. You need to check in, especially if you see something or feel like something's not right. Yeah. And then, as a marriage spot, it could be healthy for you to open up to someone about your problems instead of just trying to figure it out yourself. Sometimes you need to just bounce an idea off of someone else.
0: Yeah, you never know. It. I'm sure damn near everyone has been through just talking about an idea, brainstorming, and once they say it, they're like, oh yeah, that makes complete sense or that sounds like a fucking stupid idea. <laughs> yep. Like, I, um, I can't say that now. I, I was gonna say, I wish I would have said that when I was gonna get married, but I've learned the fact that you just got to do the shit and go through the shit to get to where you are now.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, tell us more about it. Tell us about kind of the start and where, where it got rocky.
0: So we got together when uh, I was traveling for work still. And I was kind of wanting to get out of work, you know, out of traveling already. I was kind of feeling burnt out. So having the a girlfriend to... I guess bounce back off of to be like, okay, I have a reason to come home and work at home is now the my way out. So I use that as as an excuse or or, a reason, and I don't recommend doing that now. Don't do it for a fucking woman or for a guy if you're a woman or whatever it is. Just do what you want to do. But anyways, that was probably issue number one was coming home for her and doing whatever I could for her. The relationship was good for a while. You know, we, we were together for, shoot, I want to say three years before we got married or proposed or something like that. We always had our arguments and things like that. But sometimes they definitely got out of hand. And looking back now, alcohol got involved with it. So when alcohol was involved That's when arguments definitely um, Escalated now, I mean nothing bad happened I'm not, I'm not going to say we were fucking punching each other In the back room <laughs> <laughs> But arguments got heated And mm. we got sensitive real quick So that was definitely an issue If you guys are having issues When you guys just casually drink Or just drink a lot It's probably not a good sign And then we got married and then we decided to try and buy a house because we living in Colorado, if you don't know, housing market is God awful. It's very expensive. So if you don't have a fuckload load of money, good luck. Uh, we were renting. We found a couple houses that we tried, couldn't get them just because we didn't have the money for it. So we moved to Texas where it was cheaper, where our budget allowed us to buy a big house and you know what we wanted, but, To do that in my job, I had to go back to traveling out of town, which I was completely fine with. I've done that shit for years. I'm, I have no problem with it. She she didn't. She. I don't think she understood the full concept of how much I would be gone, and, you know, what would, what we would be gaining and losing at the same time. Yeah, was a big house with me not there.
1: (laughs) Well, I remember too when you guys were still here shopping for houses. The one of the warning signs I seen was you would find a house you kind of liked, but she didn't, or she would find a house that she really liked, but you didn't. So there was always like this, uh, there was like a making of a problem.
0: Yeah. I'm definitely not, I guess you just have to call it high maintenance or materialistic. I guess is just the best way to put it. I'm not super high material. The rental house we had was completely fine with me. I was okay with it. I get where she came from, as because we had a roommate and she wanted her own space. And when you have a small rental and there's a third person there, it kind of takes up the room, yeah. which I get. Oh yeah. But you also don't need to go out and buy a 2,200 square foot house to make up for that fucking space.
1: Yeah. No, I I, I just point out that that was one of those things you were talking about at the beginning was with the the issue me and my wife haven't had was the the two different views on the future, the very different views.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So when, when we moved, it definitely changed a lot. Like the first little bit was okay. You know, freshly married, we're happy. We bought this awesome house and it was, it was great. You know, I was back traveling, working a lot, making good money. And I can honestly say now I dove into work too much because I enjoyed it. I enjoy being on the road. I enjoy the people I worked with were like, like my family. So working with them forever was just like second nature. Yeah. So I spent more time on the road than at home. So I think I spent, cause we lived in Texas for shoot two years or so. And I spent more time on the road, at least three quarters of the time on the road than at home. So I was gone a lot.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a problem in marriages I see a lot, and I was telling my wife about it once too. Is especially for men, it is easier for us to not be home and at work because our our coworkers become a family. Yeah, and I was explaining this to her one time because me and another buddy were talking about it because we're both kind of over the road truckers, and uh, we we agreed that. My biggest problem with not being at home is knowing my wife wants me home, where my biggest problem should, like, you would think it would be the fact that I'm not home and I want to be home. Yeah. That's not my, my biggest problem is that I know my wife wants me home. I don't really miss it. I I feel fine. I'm at work doing what I do anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was just another day for me. Like every day I would just wake up, rinse and repeat, and I was... Making money, giving her the house that she wanted.
1: Yeah. And I worked with a lot of guys uh, at that last oil field job on the pipeline. A lot of them, their families lived either out of state or over the mountain, Mm -hmm. which you know for us is a five or six hour drive. Might as well be out of town. They weren't going home every night. I mean, they were lucky to go home on a weekend. I mean, if we worked a Saturday, they had to decide, am I going to drive till two in the morning to get home, spend half a day home at Sunday and then drive back over the mountain, be at work six o'clock Monday morning? And uh, that was real prevalent to me then is a lot of guys don't... They don't understand, really. Like, I don't understand, but... (laughs) We don't understand, like, what their problem is. Like, because we're at work doing what we do anyway.
0: Yeah, we're out working paying the bills. I don't see the problem.
1: Exactly. And I think that's that definitely just starts driving a wedge.
0: Yeah. So, that definitely happened. Uh, I definitely... I missed every Thanksgiving. I know that because the first year, excuse me, I was up in Montana and just driving back home was two days and we only got maybe a day or two of uh, work away from actual work. So I would have spent four days driving for two days off. And I was like, well, that doesn't make much sense to me.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So that happened. And then towards the end of the marriage in 2020, Definitely, the winter of 2020 was when things started getting worse. Uh, I definitely just started drinking more, just because I was always angry and grumpy. And then that's roughly the time frame you reached out. We argued more. We were always we didn't. The more time we argued, was the less time we actually like talked to each other. Like we would spend two days arguing, and then in between those two days was a week of no talking. And we just, how was your week? Good we're fucking arguing again you know (laughs) there wasn't really much good coming from it and it was it was definitely on both of us so when we moved to Texas that was kind of the downfall yeah and I know people have mentioned that but when you're in love you're dumb
1: (laughs) I mean from my perspective we were talking a little bit before we started recording you know I was saying uh I think both of you, when you guys st- started to get ready to move to Texas, wh- how you said she didn't realize what what you were gaining and what you were losing. I think both of you didn't really see how much or, or didn't think you were losing as much as you were losing. Because, like, we were talking about how, you know, you and your family is a small community. Everybody knew you guys. You were popular, like – it's not like everybody hated you. Like, okay. You had a lot of friends and family here that loved and cared about you, and you guys spent a lot of time with them. You weren't – me and my wife were different. Like You hardly ever seen us out where you guys were part of the community a lot more than we were. So moving to Texas where you had no more community definitely, I think, was probably just another drop on a wedge that was bound to come just because I feel like maybe, maybe it was hard to see – how much value that actually had at the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely with me not being there probably made a big impact on it just because then all of a sudden now she's stuck at home. Well, what she feels is stuck at home and not out making, you know, friends that and now I'm not a part of.
1: Yeah. And then, yeah, like you were saying, now she's got these friends and you come home you're like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. And you're like, Oh, that's our neighbor down the street. And you're like, I'm tired. I just drove two days to be here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see that. I, I mean, I've even seen like a micro version of that. You know, I was talking on the other podcast about how we had this little tight couple of neighbors here and we'd all have fun together and pretty much they've all moved away. Mm-hmm. And my wife went through a few days of like, she lost her little community. You know, she had her neighbor. She used to yell over the fence like Wilson at. <laughs> now Now they're not there. So she's, I just... It, that same problem, except yours was 800 miles from here. <laughs> yeah. Because I could I could even see, like, even though you were working over the road when you were home, when you got to come home, you got to come home to not only your girlfriend and wife, but your your friends, your family, everybody that was here, and hopefully have a good time. And then when you guys moved, you went home, and you had to deal with all the repercussions of not being home. And there's no friends or family to spend time with either on top of that.
0: Yeah. I was, I need, you know, I need this done. I need that. And I was like, well, I just got back from working three fucking months.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I, I, I I definitely could see that being a problem. So when you were on the road, at what point did you realize like, all right, this is bad. Like this isn't salvageable anymore. Was there a point?
0: Um, I was always naive to where I was like, we will make this work, you know, kind of not in the same sense how you were telling, Hey, like, this is going to, we're going to make this work. You know, I was very hard headed, like we're going to make this work. Um, and things like that. But arguments just kept getting worse and worse. And there was one night where I just said, fuck it, sell the house and fucking move on. And I, that was the sentence that stuck. So <laughs> Uh, things like that have been said in the past by both parties, but that was, it it, it was that sentence that stuck. So I guess I was kind of the starting force of it. Oh yeah. And yeah. So it's kind of hard talking a lot about it. I understand. (laughs) It's not a fun subject for sure. No. I mean, I can joke about parts of it, you know, every now and then, but I guess if we want to get in the deep and dirty, the, the drinking got bad. Uh, I drank a lot And I was just grouchy With all the, like I said, fighting And What caused me to quit drinking In the marriage You know Was I ended up going out to Basically cheat on my wife Which I'm not proud of And I called her and admitted it After I left hanging out with this other person Nothing happened Because I backed out But I still The fact that you took that first step. Yeah, the fact that I went out and did something is enough for anything. Yeah. And I felt so guilty when I left. I was like, I need to call and apologize even though you know nothing about this. And I know people go back and forth where you don't tell the other person if it happened or you do. So it was a very hard line to figure out. But I knew that I fucked up. And I knew I've crossed the line where I didn't want to be on that side of it anymore. Yeah. So I told her and not much really came about it. Like I was very surprised. And, you know, she asked why I told her I was very open about all of it. And that's, it was that day. I was like, I'm done drinking. I, I can't do this anymore. And we started talking a little bit better obviously because I wasn't drunk anymore yeah (laughs) but the arguments still happened and I offered to basically like clean slate I'm sorry you know obviously I'm sorry for everything I did I that I did Um, I'm willing to try and find common ground again if we really want to make this work and I offered it a couple times but understandably it wasn't accepted so we we Made our I don't know We made plans to Separate and all that stuff I just I kept working And I Got a storage unit Went to Texas Put all my shit in it She sold the house and That was that I mean Luckily the divorce Was very Easy Like there was no Fighting over money Over assets and things like that So I got very lucky Because I know people That have been through Some shitty Situations And they got Drugged through the mud where they were left with fucking nothing.
1: Yeah, that's one thing I'd compliment <clears throat> both you and her on is when you guys did pull that rip cord. it seemed very cordial for them. Mo- I mean, as cordial as a divorce is going to be. Yeah. But it definitely could have been worse. Like you said, there was... I didn't hear you guys, either of you,
0: arguing about,
1: I'm taking all the money from the house or fuck you fuck this it seemed like you guys went through it pretty smoothly
0: yeah well we did have a neighbor down there that said that tried to put that bug in your ear saying that he owes you half of his retirement and all this shit and you can take his pickup you can take everything i was like how about we not go down that road because that's there's no need to get ugly we're trying to just cut the ties we we understand that we are not meant for this anymore yeah and let's just walk away
1: Well, and you guys are still young. It's not like you were 50 with three kids.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The (laughs) fact that there was no kids involved definitely played a big role in it. So it was easier just to walk away from everything. So it sucked because, I mean, for, it was a six, seven year relationship with, you know, marriage and everything included in that. So you get very confused on what you're going, where, where you're supposed to go. Like you just lost a friend and a partner in a life that you were trying to create with someone. And now you have to start all over and you're like, where the fuck am I supposed to go? So it was very confusing and you, very hard.
1: Yeah. You went through it pretty good though. Cause I've seen guys who their story was similar to yours. The, the marriage, the separation, and then there's the afterwards. Yeah. And I've seen how you went through it, which was pretty positive. You know, you did, Worked on improving yourself, making yourself better, and just all around self-improvement. But I've also seen those guys who went and dove in every hole they could find, if you oh, know what yeah. I'm saying.
0: <laughs> For sure. Because, I mean, like I like I said, I, when I quit drinking, I was like, I I saw how bad of a... I, I, I knew people that were going down the road, that were already on the road, that I was working my way down, and I didn't want to be down that road. So when I had that realization where drinking didn't need to be a part of it anymore... I was like, I'm done. It's time to change and we're going to be better. We're going to yeah. be better for you, for you. And then if the, the wife wants to be part of it, then we'll make it, we'll make it happen. But yeah. also in the same sense, like what we've talked about, you can't change a person. So if the wife doesn't want to be better with you, then there's no reason to continue that yeah. relationship. You just make
1: more misery for the both of you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's why I'm that's, It's a good thing for people to hear going through that process and how to deal with that process once that ripcord's getting pulled. Because I've seen guys where basically, you know, you're saying it was an opportunity for you to get better. And that could have led to you being better by yourself. It could have led to you being better and saving a marriage. But better was going to be better regardless.
0: Yeah. I was I was determined to be better. Yeah.
1: And I've seen those guys who they have the same opportunity sitting in front of them and they decide to pick up, you know, $1,000 a week Coke habits and drinking problems. And (laughs) and it's like they're.
0: You chose the wrong option. Yeah. Like what, what,
1: what, what now? Like what good of this? What are you going to do? And, you know. But then there's people like you who, like you, like you just said, you took the opportunity to be better and be better was going to lead to be better. Whether Mm -hmm. it was with her, without her, with someone else by yourself, didn't matter. Yeah. And that's, I feel like a lot of people don't, I feel like more people don't take that road. They take the road of more misery, more pain, more suffering.
0: Well, it's, it's also like a, it's numbing because it's, it's easy. It's a lot easier just to continue being sad
1: yeah poor poor me i'm a failure Yeah,
0: you know victimize myself put the attention on me and i can just continue drinking and everyone's everyone will justify oh he's going through a divorce he's going through a hard time it's okay he's allowed to get fucked up every fucking night and yeah i mean if that's what you need to do that's what you need to do but it's not the route i wanted to go down so
1: Yeah, that's the route. I mean, nobody should want to go down that route. Yeah. Because, I mean, I I I can't say I know what I would do because obviously I haven't been through that experience. But to take an opportunity to be better and then basically decide not to, it's it's sad. It's sad to see people do that to themselves. It's sad to see like a a marriage fall apart basically for nothing Mm -hmm. like like i was saying earlier now what like just nothing that's all you got like i i got divorced now poor me let me drink myself to death let me do a bunch of drugs till i die like that's gonna be your life now
0: yeah there's no reason to let let your life become that when there's so much opportunity out there um after learning all that because the The divorce happened in the end of 20... What year is this? 22? Yeah. So 21. The end of 21 is when it happened. When it's all said and done. So all that time to reflect. If you guys can't come to terms on stuff, on simple shit, you guys need to have serious conversations. And if conversations escalate into screaming matches, you guys need to look at yourselves to figure out what what the problem is. Because no matter what a a marriage or relationship is two people. So one person could be the best person ever. If the second person isn't, you're going to butt heads the entire time. So someone there needs to be common ground found somewhere in a positive way of working through things.
1: So is that, would that be your advice on avoiding that situation? What do you mean? So, like, if you've seen someone else starting that road, right, starting down that road of a marriage falling apart, what would you, what would you tell them, hey, hey, person or guy or lady, you should do what? Like, should you, you need to improve yourself so you can improve your marriage or should you quit your job and go home? Like, what do you think?
0: That's a tough one because the questions were for on our end was quit, quit work and come work in Texas. And I almost did that. Like I almost quit everything and went back to Texas and I'm kind of glad I didn't. But I mean, every situation is going to be different, but if there's constant screaming and you know, people can't agree, you definitely need to figure out who is wrong because or if both of you are wrong you both need to figure out your personalities and how you can make 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 something work and if you can't you also need to be mature enough to just like you said cut the cord and walk away as hard as it is i know people have pride and ego where they want to make things work or there's just the people that want to be the controlling person and make that make the other person stay in the relationship and suffer together and if you're that person you should probably go eat a bag of dicks (laughs) <laughs> but it's it's really it comes down to maturity and you have to be honest with yourself
1: yeah I mean from from my seat of not having to gone through that that's kind of what I try to tell people and they're like having a problem and asking you know my opinion or what, they, what I think they should do and I've always you know I always try to give like neutral advice, mean, mm-hmm. like try not to take sides. Like I got a I got a buddy who him and his wife they fight frequently, and the problem I see that I don't think they see is like they're too entangled with their family. Okay. So my recommendation to them has always been like, go away. You and your wife need to go away and figure these things out because you're never going to figure them out because you all, you both have all these cheerleaders behind you. So sometimes you need to you need to do something drastic to f- even find the solution.
0: Move to Texas. Yeah. Don't move Maybe. to Texas.
1: <laughs> Maybe. I mean, like you said, though, I mean, you had to do something. You had to do something you felt was right for you and her. Yep. And she wanted to move to Texas because she had this dream of having a big, nice house and you wanted to give that to her. But what I was getting at was like, That guy's telling him, my buddy, you guys are never going to know if you're going to work if if you're always listening to all these other people. Yeah. You you have to go figure out your problems. Like you were saying, who's right? Who's wrong? Are you both right? Are you both wrong? Yeah. Is there a solution? If you're both wrong, maybe you're both wrong because you want to be rich and famous and she doesn't. Or maybe she wants kids and you don't. Whatever it is, you still have to figure it out and then you have to take the corrective course of action and that could be many things that could be cutting the cord that could be, you know, changing your mind. That could be more open to things. It could be a lot of different things that could be, like you said, you guys were trying to come up with solutions. You talked about going home and taking a job locally. Um, I know at one point you guys were talking about traveling together, but there was going to be problems with that as well. There's the, It's just not always easy solutions, I guess, is what I'm getting at, but you have to find them.
0: Yeah. And that's, you know, like, you know, the the stuff, the kind of material that you and and I both listen to just because it's easy doesn't mean it's right. Yeah. So if the, if the hardest, if the only answer is the hardest answer, such as separating, that's probably the right answer.
1: Yeah. I know. I mean, like on a microcosm scale, one thing my wife hates about me is I can't leave a when we are having an argument or a fight about something, I can't let it die. I have to have it resolved. Okay. <laughs> so she gets mad sometimes. Cause she's like, I'm just going to go to bed. We'll talk about this tomorrow. And I go lay down next to her and go, and so <laughs> <laughs> to be continued, <laughs> <laughs> like we're not, we're finishing this now. <laughs> and that's a, uh,
0: I mean, in a sense, that's a good point because they, you don't want to go to bed angry. You don't want to go to bed with that bad attitude and wake up with that bad attitude because if it just carries on, it just continues to carry on. Oh yeah. So, I mean, it's good to a point, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, it's not my relationship.
1: No, no. And that's, that's true. I mean, that is one thing to say is you can't deliver all the answers for everybody. Cause yeah. y- like you said, it's not all your relationships. It's not all my relationships. Everybody's mm-hmm. story is different. I just, uh, I think it's good for people to hear, kind of two two sides of the spectrum when we're talking about marriage. Just because it's so, uh, it can be volatile mm-hmm. in in good and bad ways. I mean, it could be really, 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 really good, and then just kind of good, and then it could be bad or really, really, really bad. And either way, it's kind of like running a business. You have to just keep going, yeah, until you get to the solution, and. Some people, you know, like I got a buddy, another buddy, they do marriage counseling and he thought it was the dumbest thing. But I've honestly never seen his marriage as good as it is now. Oh, really? Yeah. And it, it worked wonders for him. But I know other people have tried it and it didn't really help much.
0: Would that be a mindset person? I don't know. Or is it just, it depends on the marriage.
1: I've never done therapy and I really don't know what problems they're hashing out with okay. their therapist. So I, it, I'd be dumb to say I know for sure. Okay. So I wouldn't say too much about it. I just, I tell people to be open to it. Yeah. I've never done it. I've recommended it to tons of people though, just because I've seen it work once. It's worth a try.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, it's definitely something. Cause I mean, I, I attempted therapy when, you know, the drinking was bad and I was waking up sore and scabs all over me from falling down and shit. So that was definitely a sign where, alcohol was a problem. So therapy didn't work that well for me just because I wasn't fully invested into it. So yeah, if you, if if you have to want it.
1: Yeah. But you also tried it, yeah. which is a big step. Most people won't even try it. I know people that really need to, and they don't. (laughs) They, and even if they try it and it don't work, just the fact that you took in a step forward is better. Yeah. And that's, it's a, it's a rough subject, but People need to hear it. And I think people people just need to, I don't know, try harder, honestly. I see a lot of people that, like, the first little problem is the biggest problem. They can't get over it. Mm-hmm. Or the first great vacation is the only vacation they'll ever talk about. And then I also see, like, the, the lack of effort just to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, me and my wife talk a lot especially when I'm on the road, I'll spend hours on the phone with her. And some of it's just really me just listening to my kids be a riot in the background. Yeah, Just a bunch of jibber jabber. Oh yeah. But there's nothing me and my wife haven't talked about. There's no, we have literally zero secrets. There's no, nothing I don't know about, nothing she don't know about. And like I said, I'm, I'm a big on not going to bed fighting. Yeah. Um, I'm big on resolving problems no matter how long that takes. And that drives her crazy sometimes. Cause she's also a sleep on it type of person. So I guess we are a little different in that aspect. She's like, sleep on it. Talk in the morning. I'm like, Nope. <laughs> Turn the light on. And we're going to finish talking about it. <laughs> and it's worked for me, but that might not work for other people. Yep. But I'd also say if you haven't tried it, if you're always just fighting and then sleeping on the couch and she's sleeping in the bedroom, maybe you need to try that. My route, yep. try the not going to bed until you solve your problems. Or if it's always a fucking screaming match and it's leading to worse and worse, maybe you do need to try to sleep on it. You know, there's two two solutions there. You just got to be able to try one of them. But I see a lot of people who just they just do the circle. They never try anything different. Yeah, It's just fight, fight, fight.
0: That was a big thing for when I started making all the changes. I was like, I don't want to go down the same path. I, I have recognized the where I have messed up and what I don't want, so if people can, you know, be conscious enough of that, they'll be able to make the future better. Um, and then definitely something I've, I noticed, you know, it was a big argument between the two of us was I didn't like talk a lot about what was going on because I was, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that will sit in my head and try and figure it out before I talk to somebody. And then when the other person is sitting there, asking what's wrong is like leave me the fuck alone i'm trying to figure this out and then it, that's when it explodes because it mm-hmm. leave, i need to leave Just I, either i need to get it out or the other person just needs to stop but you know both both sides aren't right so i've definitely in the relation in my new relationship worked on doing that i've been at the gym where something has been on my mind where i needed to get it off and i've left the gym just to go home and talk about it because I'm not going to sit there and go down the same, tr- same path. So yeah. if you, if you can recognize that or any sort of issue, jump on it and it's, it's fucking scary for sure. I didn't want to do it, but it, it, it works. Yeah.
1: It, it definitely, it just goes back to that. Just trying harder, being better and, recognizing thing. Like you recognize that was a problem before and you don't want it to be a problem again. Yeah. So you're changing how you deal with it, which is what a lot of people need to do. Cause a lot of people just repeat old bad habits. Yeah. And it was,
0: it was almost a, a, a year. A you, what you just said, you know, you wanted it resolved where, you know, I'm, I made a stupid mistake where it was just an, an annoying one and it frustrated her. And she was more like, I'm just going to cool down for a little bit. And, it put me in my head where I was just like making stupid scenarios that weren't true. <laughs> <laughs> so I left the gym and instead of sitting there stewing and making up these false ideas that aren't true, I went there and I, to her place, but this is before we were living together. And I said, we need to talk because this is not going well for me. I see old habits and I don't want to repeat. So let's talk now.
1: Yeah. And that, did it work?
0: fuck yeah <laughs> <There you go. laughs> it took about an hour or two of talking but we figured it out and problem solved we were fucking laughing later
1: there you go and that's the important part i mean i can honestly say my way has worked for me for a long time yeah in the all the years we've been together i've slept on the couch once
0: good for you I I was good friends with my couch in Texas.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've slept on the couch once. I kind of deserved it, but I also felt like I didn't deserve it. You live and learn. The next morning, I explained why I was very angry about having to sleep on the couch and why I think she was wrong for making me sleep on the couch. And we both agreed. (laughs) It was the age old thing as I was drinking with my buddy and she was ready to go home and I kept telling her one more beer for about 12 more beers.
0: Oh, yeah. That'll happen.
1: (laughs) I did that thing. And she got very upset, and that led to you can just sleep on the fucking couch. When she pretty much drugged me by my hair, screaming home. <laughs> and but you know, the next day I explained to her why I was mad about sleeping on the couch, and that I didn't think it was fair for her to kind of have a different expectation of me when I always like she like she was mad for me. <laughs> Sounds dumb saying it out loud now. She's kind of <laughs> she's kind of mad at me for doing the thing I always do. Yeah. Like I was very bad about that with telling her one more beer, one more beer all the time. So I felt like not that she shouldn't be mad at me, but I felt like it wasn't deserving of being told to sleep on the couch is all it was. Like I hear you and I'm not saying you're wrong for being mad at me for dragging us going home on for like two more hours than intended. But I also don't think this warrants sleeping on the couch and She kind of agreed and also told me, don't make her wait two more hours again. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to get better about doing that for sure. But no, those those are good subjects. I think we touched a lot on...
0: We didn't really talk much about kids.
1: All I know is kids are are super important. And I think more good people need to have kids and more people need to do their best to spend as much time as they can with their kids. Do you got anything to say about
0: kids? I mean, they're cool, but... Who knows if it'll ever happen. I've I've accepted. So I won't say accepted from what you've said. If I become a parent, that's fine. I'm, I will accept the role. You know, I'm not going to disappear and I'm not going to be a shit person. I will do what I need to do. But at the moment today, I don't want them.
1: I would say that's a good way to look at it. You should only have a
0: kid if you want it. Yeah. Like just future plans, you know. Like I said, I'm selfish. I have big goals for the the future. And again, selfish, I don't want that to be stopped. But if something happens to where I become a parent, then obviously parenting will come first.
1: Yeah, like you, uh, what were you saying about marriage? uh, You'll have to find the solution to that problem. And I will tell people, you don't have to put your dreams on hold because of kids. Just requires more work.
0: (laughs) Yeah, just becomes more more sacrifice. But I
1: would I would say I I do agree with you though. Don't and and what I'm uh, have kids if you want kids. Don't don't have kids if you don't want kids. People need to not have kids on accident either. Mm -hmm. Neither of my kids were an accident.
0: I mean, that sounds like a pretty solid way to wrap it. So. We're gonna pull out of this show, and we're gonna leave you with our social medias: <laughs> Instagram the the underscore blue collar underscore syndicate, Facebook the blue collar syndicate podcast, TikTok blue collar syndicate pod. Do you have anything before we pull out of this bitch and call it a wrap?
1: No, I think I uh, covered enough. <laughs> There's definitely a lot more we can talk about at other times, but. They'll be better typed for other subjects.
0: Yes. So with that, guys, have a great night and enjoy it. Laters.